Welcome to the Go Podcast. Go aspires to engage the local church in global missions. We seek to share mission stories that encourage, edify, and equip other Christians in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ at home and abroad. This podcast is a part of Liberty Bible Church Global Ministry. Your hosts for Go are Cami Sattner, a missions partner with Liberty, and joining her is Kevin Cram, pastor of global engagement at Liberty Bible Church. Welcome back to Go. We're continuing our series today entitled The Nations Next Door, where we've been exploring how God is bringing people from every nation to our backyards. This phenomenon has opened amazing doors for the advance of the gospel among all people, such that we have never seen before. Today, we'll be speaking with someone who works in one of the most common spaces welcoming the world to us, our college and university campus. During the 2019-2020 academic year, international students on U.S. campuses numbered over 1 million. This population represents an incredible opportunity for the gospel. So Kevin, who are we talking to today? Today we'll be speaking with Matt H. Matt and his wife Erin serve with the campus ministry crew. Specifically, they work with a movement called Design, which ministers among South Asian students on college campuses in the Chicagoland region. So Matt, thank you for being here with us today. Yeah, glad to be here. So Matt, share a little bit with us about your story. Um, How did you end up serving among international students here in the Chicagoland area? Yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, So when I graduated college, uh, I always had a heart to go to places that were less traveled, less churched, um, you know, where resources were less available. Um, And that had always been something big on my heart is to go to somewhere like that. And uh, when I got married about 12 years ago, um, um, my wife, Erin, she had a very similar desire. And so we were, you know, really the year we got married, we decided we were going to move overseas and work cross-culturally. And so we spent about five and a half years in Bosnia right after we got married. And over there, we just learned a ton about cross-cultural ministry, about people, about, um, what different types of people are thinking and how they think and how they interact and see the world. Uh, And so about four years ago, when we came back to the U S we really wanted to continue in some type of cross-cultural ministry. Uh, And we had looked around at where would be a great fit for us, depending on where we were and what we, you know, our experience was. And uh, um, my best friend growing up was, was Indian. And one of the guys who mentored me in college was all, or after college was Indian. And so I really had a big love for South Asian culture. Um, and, uh, there was a, there was a very new ministry going on, um, in Chicago that was working with South Asians and South Asian Americans. So a big combinations of international and first generation, um, students. And, uh, and so that really caught my eye and, and I started investigating it more. And, it, and so, Little by little, that's where um, our family found ourselves. Why are international students so strategic a group for the gospel outreach? Yeah, um, well, that's something that's been kind of a journey for me trying to figure out. Uh, you know, I, I always knew that there was like an openness and a, um, and just, and I always just kind of knew that it was a place where, you know, it wasn't well reached. But that was the most that I knew. And, and recently, a couple of years ago, I started thinking about the Great Commission. And, you know, the Great Commission says, go and make disciples of all nations. 
Um, and you know, when that was written, you know, this was before the 17th century when clear borders were being made amongst nations, you know? And so a lot of times, you know, going became less about willingness and more about allowance. And so there's so many countries today that are closed to people who want to go and, and do missions. And so immigration is this, almost this answer to prayer. And it's kind of like re-seeing the Great Commission as not just a place where you're actually moving yourself, but it's a place where you're actually seeing where God is and going to those places where you even are um, here. And so I, it was through that I started seeing the Great Commission differently. And I started understanding that, wow, immigration is helping us fulfill the Great Commission. Um, people of all ethnic, ethnicities and walks of faith are coming to the West. Uh, and so it's, it's amazing. I think I'm going to try to get this right, but I, I think Pew Research says that uh, 75% of evangelicals believe that immigration will present the church with opportunities for evangelism, uh, yet only 21% of evangelicals are encouraged to reach out to them. And so for me, I just thought, oh my goodness, here's this amazing answer to prayer. And maybe we haven't even scratched the surface of what that means for us as the church. And so it's really caught my eye and it's been something that I've been thinking about, not just practically, but also theologically. Yeah, that's awesome. So specifically then the work that you do on campus, tell us a little bit about that. What does the international student population consist of in some of the Chicago area campuses? And what are the specific opportunities that you find on those campuses? Yeah, so all all Chicago campuses are pretty diverse and have a large international population, international students population. Uh, however, probably the one that I would say is like probably the largest um, population and is also the largest school is the University of Illinois in Chicago. It's a it's a public school right downtown, essentially. Um, and I think the last time I checked online, it said it was 25% Asian, 25% Hispanic, 25% African-American, and 25% white. Wow. So literally, yeah. So I joke about this all the time, and I mean this in a positive way for sure, is that it feels like you're walking through an airport. Um, you know you, you, you know that feeling if you've ever been, if you've ever flown anywhere, it's like, wow, the whole world is here represented. Um, you know, and, and I think you said, what are the opportunities with that? on campus is, you know, some of these, some, you know, a lot of campuses just have Christian groups on our campus. The Hindu student council is enormous. Uh, the Muslim student association is the largest in the U S at, at, at our campus. Um, you'll find just about every culture, every religion represented there. Anybody that you would like to talk to, you will find somebody there, um, <laughs> of just about every religion. So I say it's truly a religiously plural campus. Um, and there's opportunities to talk to so many different people. Um, and so literally it's there, it's, it's right there, um, for you to kind of talk and interact with it just about anybody you want to. Are there any particular like obstacles that you find then? Like, uh, obviously we talk about the advantages, um, but what are some of the challenges that are, that you find as say a Westerner coming on campus and trying to interact with these people in these groups? Do, do you find some certain challenges that you find in that? Yeah, there's always sh for sure challenges. Uh, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of Eastern cultures are, are naturally, um, I wouldn't say, uh, I would say more cautious. Um, and so, yeah, they wonder like what you're, what you're there to do. Um, and, and what, what your in goals are. 
And, you know, for us, we just kind of try to be as honest as possible. Um, and we just kind of write out um, as we start, just kind of tell them what we're doing there and why we're doing it. And, um, and oftentimes we, and this goes into kind of later about what we do. Um, we just try to find things that will put us on, you know, common grounds and also like equal footing. Um, and so they don't feel any less intimidated and they feel very comfortable, you know, just having a conversation with us. Matt, you said that you could find anyone there. So what does outreach among international students look like and how do you go about building those relationships and connecting with them? Yeah. So as you might guess, food is a big deal. Um, <laughs> Praise the Lord. For everyone, right? <laughs> for everybody, every culture, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, we know that. Everybody knows that. And, and we try to kind of, we try to lean in on that a little bit. Um, um, and we try to use that to celebrate their culture. And so in our context, that's the South Asian culture, um, um, which is, you know, great Indian, Pakistani, um, you know, uh, Bangladeshi foods. Oh, I love Indian um, food. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. Most people do. If you can handle a little spice here and there and we spice it up, we don't, we don't hold back. Um, we, we, we keep it authentic and we celebrate that, the amazing parts. And, you know, with everybody's culture, there's good and there's bad. Um, and we try to look for all the good and celebrate cool. that yeah. first and foremost. Um, and so, um, we do cultural events that probably most um, people in majority of America have never heard of. Um, <laughs> we, um, we do Bible studies. We explore faith. Um, probably my favorite thing that we do is an event called Faith and Chai. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about. We try to be on equal footing um, is we just drink chai together and explore really difficult topics that have to do with faith. Um, and so it's in, in South Asia, one of the common things that they do is sit around and drink chai and talk about really difficult topics. And so just kind of very naturally, they love to sit around and talk about anything you want to talk about, um, especially deep, difficult topics over a nice glass of chai. Um, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just some black tea with lots of milk in it, lots of spices and tons of sugar. So it's so it's, good. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, I'm sure that this has a lot of, like you said, challenges, but also joys. Maybe you can share a story about how God has moved in your connection with international students on campus. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just share actually just a normal everyday example of something we see a lot. Um, and, uh, so, you know, uh, one student that I met about a year ago, um, when I met him, he was international. He was over here, super bright guy. He was, um, he was getting a PhD, um, in the, the, his country actually was paying for it in hopes that he would come back and, um, and use it. I think it was on like way past my understanding. He's explained to me hundreds of times, but it's <laughs> something to do with like, you know, using metals to, to create energy sources. And so just brilliant kid. And I had no idea um, really like what to ask him, what to talk about or how to like figure out where he was at spiritually. Um, and so I asked, I started off with this question, which is pretty normal is what about Jesus? Did you learn as a kid that maybe might not be true now? And so that's just kind of, that's mm -hmm. my, always my introductory question. What do you, what did you um, learn about Jesus growing up that maybe is not true now? Or maybe I'll ask even, sometimes I ask people of other faiths that, like, what do you, what have you thought about Jesus before? And now maybe you've changed your mind about, um, but for him, you know, um, his answer was, um, 
you know, really complex and amazing. And it was just really cool to get to talk to him. And, and over time, um, he started giving me like examples of different ways that we can contextualize the gospel and, and, and make it easier for people to understand. Um, he lived with, um, and this is with most South Asians, this is just natural because of where they come from. Um, his two other roommates, he had one Hindu and one Muslim living with him. And so, you know, it's, it's like a good start to a good joke of the, the Christian, the Muslim and the Hindu living together. Oh, no. um, but, um, you know, that, that was his. And so he naturally had these environments where he could just bring his friends all the time to every event we had. Um, and, uh, and I like to, I like to, and so that was just an amazing opportunities that we saw constantly of just him, even just guiding me and showing me things that I had never seen or thought about before. Um, and I like to use the example of there's a movie, no one's seen, but I'm going to mention it anyways. It's the movie vantage points. And it's about this. Um, it's, it's about this president who gets assassinated and they show different vantage points throughout the movie. And so you get, you start off with one vantage point and then they start showing different vantage points. And through that, you're able to get a fuller picture of what's going on and what happened in this scene where th- this happened. And I think about that with all the international students that I meet is they give me a picture of faith in a different vantage point, same truth, same gospel, but a different vantage point. And when I see it all together and we come together as one, we get a fuller picture of who Christ is. And through him, you know, I've, that's not only has he shown me better ways to share my faith, better ways to understand um, contextualization, but he's also given me a fuller picture of who Christ is. And that's just from like meeting and doing discipleship. And so it's, you know, th- th- those are just really everyday examples of just the joys of, of serving that way. So our community is home to a small college, Valparaiso University, that also hosts significant international student population. What advice would you give someone who might be interested in getting involved with reaching these students? Yeah, um, it can be really simple. Uh, you, you know, we mentioned food, of course, that's a really easy way. Find food that's really authentic to them and is, and is, and is in, in a way that they feel honored. That's like, wow, that you went the extra step of, of loving our culture and loving who we are. Um, but I'd say the easiest one is just to do chai on campus. Um, so many cultures do chai. The Middle East does chai. You know, the um, South, all South Asia does chai. Like, it's just a big thing. Um, and, uh, you'd be surprised who would just stop by and talk to you and, and, uh, and want to like have, you know, more in-depth conversation over just a glass of chai. Um, so I would say just start off real simple and, and just do something that honors them. Um, but something that can also sets it up right away. That's like, we want to talk about stuff about faith and we want to like know more about you and, and learn about, um, how you see the world. And I think through that, it's, 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 um, it's something that's, it's simple, but it's also really, um, really an easy way to, um, get to know people. Matt, thank you so much for being here with us today and just giving us more of a glimpse of into what you do. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up our episode, we always try and end with a personal note of reflection. So today, Kevin, how are you going to lean into prayer based off this conversation? Yeah, it's really an eye-opening, um, eye-opening conversation. I, I just love the statistic that Matt gave about um, 75% uh, say that uh, it's a good thing that 
international students and immigrants are coming to us, um, but only 25, I think you said, are willing to reach out. And um, that's really convicting. And um, I, I love what he says, that this is an answer to prayer. This is an answer to prayer for so long that we've been asking God to um, uh, send workers into these harvest fields. And he did it in a creative way. And I just I think that's awesome, the way that God works. Um, but it's up to us to take advantage of those opportunities. And so I'm just so grateful for Matt and his wife and how how they have answered that call. And so it's just going to be moving me um, to explore um, how that might be possible in my own life and in my own community. Absolutely. I can't even tell you how many times I've been on the campus and my salon, we offer free services or we're trying to get to meet the the next generation, but you never even think about how many cultures or what populations are there. And there's, I have a couple Muslim ladies that, that I work on and we've never once even remotely talked about faith, just primarily the culture. But I think that's a great foundation for building those relationships. Thank you for tuning in and listening. We aspire to give you real-life stories and experiences to help you in your current phase of life. As always, you can tune in next week as we hear more about this concept of missions in our backyard. Specifically, we'll hear about a ministry reaching students in our community. And remember to go and make your life a mission.